Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry emphasizing God's unconditional love and grace. We pray that you'll be blessed as Andrew teaches insights from the life of Elijah. And now, here's Andrew. We've had, I've had statements, you know, in our school before and said, if you've seen somebody raised from the dead or something, raise your hand, and we will have 20 or 30 people. Did you know that even though for many people it's just totally uh, crazy for you to believe that somebody could be raised from the dead, I have seen it, I've experienced it. My own son has been raised from the dead after being dead for over four hours, nearly five hours without any oxygen and there was no brain damage. I've seen these things. It's one thing for us to believe for somebody to be raised from the dead, but this had never happened in this instance. There was no promise about it. There was no precedent for it. This was just off the charts. And yet this woman brought her son to Elijah, I believe, expecting him to do something. And Elijah took the boy out of the woman's arms and she let him go because she was expecting to receive a miracle. And then it says in verse uh, 21, And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come unto him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came unto him again. And he revived and Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God and that the word of, of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. You know, this is amazing to me. that she, I don't know that this is exactly the way it was stated here in the King James. It's not, I'm not saying that it's wrong, but sometimes you get the wrong impression reading this old English. But for her to wait until she saw her son raised from the dead to believe that Elijah was a man of God and yet he had spoken to her and for years their little bit of food, their little bit of meal, their little bit of oil had multiplied. Seemed like she should have come to this conclusion a long time before this. Maybe she was just saying this is even a greater proof. This is a greater demonstration of who you really are. But my point here is that Elijah prayed for this child and it says he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord. You know, this goes along perfectly with over here in the 18th chapter, after Elijah called fire down out of heaven and after all the people repented and turned to the Lord. It says in the 18th chapter, uh, in verse 41, Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. You got to remember, he had called for a drought and it had been three and a half years that this drought had been going. There was no indication of rain in the natural, but in his heart, he knew that it was coming. And so he said, there's a sound of abundance of rain. Not a physical sound, but a sound in the spirit realm. And in verse 42, it says, So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked, and there is and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go and say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, 
that the rain stopped thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. You know, I was privileged to go to Israel, and I stood on Mount Carmel, and the day that I was there, I looked out across the Mediterranean Sea, and there was not a cloud in the sky. I mean, it was just a beautiful, clear day. And I was reading and thinking about these verses, and then I looked out there, and I just looked, and I saw a cloud about the size of a man's hand. It was a graphic illustration to me of exactly what this was saying. And to see this little tiny cloud over that huge expanse isn't much. But as soon as Elijah saw that there was the slightest break out of this clear sky, there was finally a, size, a cloud the size of a man's hand. Immediately he got up and he said, the rain's coming. And sure enough, that day it got black and it rained and there was a great rain. Now, here's my point. If you go over to James chapter 5, it's talking there about praying for the sick and the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. <clears throat> That's James chapter 5, verse 16. In verse 17, it says, Elias, talking about Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. So this is a commentary on what Elijah did over here in 1 Kings chapter 18, the verses that I just read unto you. And over here in James, it says that he prayed that it might not rain, and it rained not for three and a half years. And then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain. If you read this in 1 Kings, he actually prayed and sent his servants seven times to look out on the sea and see if there was any clouds coming up. And yet, in James, it says he only prayed once. So here's my point. When you pray for something, you only pray, and if it's like healing, now there are different types of prayer. If you're asking for direction, you can ask for direction multiple times and ask for wisdom and different things. If you're interceding for a person, you need to intercede for them over and over because that person has more control over them than you do and they can X out your prayers. They can negate your prayers, and so you have to pray it again. But when you're praying for something just for yourself, you only pray once, and according to uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 24, you have to believe that you receive when you pray. Not when you see it, but when you pray. Now, if you really believe that you got your answer, like if you're praying for healing and you say, Father, I believe I'm healed now in the name of Jesus. Well, then why would you pray and ask God to heal you again if you believed you received the first time you prayed? The answer is you wouldn't do it that way. If you pray and ask for healing over and over and over, you did not believe that you received the first time you prayed, and so you are, in a sense, invalidating your prayer every time you re-pray that and ask God to heal you. But does this mean that you just pray and ask God for healing one time and then you just refuse to do anything about it? No, the Bible says pray without ceasing. And I believe that we should pray until we see results, but you only ask for it one time. You believe that you receive when you pray. But then, instead of just ignoring things, you face 
your physical circumstances, and if they haven't yet matched up and manifested what you know God has done in the Spirit, then instead of asking for it over again, now you move into your authority, and you take your authority and you begin to speak to things, and you begin to command things to happen. Like here's some examples of different things that, you know, you may pray for a healing one time and you believe that you receive, but then instead of ignoring stuff, like at one time I had a big old ganglion cyst right here on my left wrist and I prayed over it and I would command that thing to be healed, but I didn't see it manifest and I just kept it under my watch band. Nobody could see it. And eventually it got so big that I had one of these expandable watch bands and that thing was expanding and pooched out because of this ganglion cyst that I had. And finally, I didn't pray and ask God to heal me again because I knew that I had already prayed and I believed that God's healing was in me and I was confident of that. But I still had the physical symptom. And one night I remember I just decided that I'm not going to put up with this. And I got to rebuking that thing. I laid hands on it. I spoke to it and I prayed for two or three hours. I don't know exactly how long it was, but I prayed a long period of time, spoke in tongues, built myself up, spoke to that thing. And did you know that it still looked exactly the same? And I went to bed and when I got up the next morning, it was gone. Now, some people would say, so you prayed over it again and again. No, I only prayed one time and believed, but I spoke to it many different times and that was only one prayer. I believe that that's what you see with Elijah. He prayed one prayer is what it says in James chapter 5, and yet he sent his servants seven times. In other words, he only prayed one time. He believed that now it was time to break this uh, drought. God had told him at his word the drought would be broken, and so he spoke and he, he told Ahab, get down because the rain is coming, and he believed, but he didn't quit until he saw that cloud the size of a man's hand. He had to see some physical proof, some physical evidence. And see, I think a lot of times people will pray for something and then in an effort not to be moved by unbelief, by looking or feeling something that's contrary to their faith, they just in a sense try and ignore the physical realm. That may be more faith than praying and then looking at the physical realm and responding in unbelief. But the greatest faith is when you can pray, believe that you received when you pray, and yet you just keep speaking, you command, you say, Satan, whatever is hindering this, I command you to get off, and you don't quit until you see the physical manifestation that you're after. You know, I've got an entire teaching on prayer, and one of the teachings in there is entitled, What to Do When Your Prayers Seem Unanswered, and it takes this truth from a number of different scriptures and just expounds on it. And this is what I see over here in 1 Kings chapter 17. When Elijah went in to pray for this boy who had died, he laid him on his bed and he stretched himself upon that child three times. It doesn't say that he prayed three different times. I believe he just prayed once. He prayed and believed for a miracle of this boy coming back from the dead. But there was three different times. He laid upon him. He spoke into him. He was commanding the power of God to flow. It was one prayer manifest through many different trips, you know, ministering to this boy. And likewise, we just pray and believe that we receive when we pray. But you may have to keep speaking. You may have to go get a prayer of agreement. And there may be other things you have to do. These are one of the lessons that I learned from Elijah. 
That's all the time we have for today, but be sure and tune in again as Andrew continues to teach on the life of Elijah. Take the opportunity to learn valuable life lessons from the Bible and avoid the school of hard knocks by getting Andrew's complete series titled Lessons from Elijah. It's available in either a CD or DVD album, a book in either English or Spanish, or in a study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The second audio teaching in today's series is titled Widow of Zarephath. It's available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this second CD free of charge. Our address is P.O. Box 3333, Colorado Springs 80934, or call 719-635-1111. Again, that's 719-635-1111, or go to our website at any hour. You can use credit card to order any of our ministry materials online 24 hours a day at www.awmi.net. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'm the host of the Gospel Truth radio program that has been airing on radio since 1976, but we have just canceled our radio programs. I'm sad to do that, but I think that that's what I had to do. And I want to let you know that we still have our television program available, heard all over the world. We have so much ministry material available to you on our website. There's just a number of ways that you can still take advantage of the truths that God has given me. So go check it out. You can go to awmi.net on our website, and it just has all kinds of ways that you can still continue to receive. So God bless you as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord.